1: I think I speak for
2: many senators on this committee, both Republican and Democrat, when I say I think you have all the credentials of a great Supreme Court justice.
3: Thank you very much, Senator.
2: There's just one thing that has surfaced here at this late hour.
3: Okay, what is that thing?
2: We've received a number of sworn statements alleging that in 2009, you were really into I Got a Feeling.
3: Well, it it was a very popular song that year. No,
2: I mean really into it.
3: I'm not sure I'd agree with that.
2: You had a Fergie poster in your bedroom.
3: Technically speaking, that wasn't really about the music, but whatever. Judge Wolf, do you really expect us to confirm a known Black Eyed Peas fan to the highest court in the land?
2: Black Eyed Peas? (laughs) Black Eyed Peas, indeed. (laughs) What
3: year
4: is this, anyway? Hey, it
3: was the Song of the Summer. (laughs) By definition, people are powerless in the face of the Song of the Summer. Surely this falls under the legal definition of force majeure, unforeseeable circumstances... Resulting from irresistible compulsion or greater force that prevents someone listening to good music. Right?
2: (laughs) Uh, Judge Wolf, I believe we've heard enough to make a decision. Thank you for taking the time to appear for
3: us today. That's it? One lousy song of the summer and I'm a damaged unit? I won't forget this. Oh, I'm going to investigate all of you. And if I find out, any of you. We're into Iggy Azalea. My fellow senators, I just remembered I'm also scheduled to preside over a subcommittee hearing about raccoons getting into garbage cans. Bye now. Coward! Hypocrite! This is what the Song of the Summer is doing to us. As a republic. I never even got my Macarena reparations check. Alright, let's do the whole thing one more time. And now, the only member of One Direction not to release a single... Colin
4: McEnroe. Yeah, I don't know. I've got to talk to my management about that, because all the the other guys have stuff out. But the old guy, the old One Direction guy, he doesn't have anything. All right, so we're doing the song in the summer. We do it every year. Once again, we'll have to review the rules and the concept with you. Uh, Joining me in studio is Eric Danton, who is, uh, well, his work has appeared and does appear in Rolling Stone, Wall Street Journal, uh, Paste. Are you in Pitchfork? Sometimes. Pitchfork, Salad Fork, Tuning Fork. He's in all the best forks, uh, and of course, rock critic for The Hartford Current for many years before that. Uh, joining us from New York, Brendan J. Sullivan, who is a uh, internationally uh, popular DJ, uh, also has toured the world in the past as Lady Gaga's DJ, and is the author of Rivington Was Ours, Lady Gaga, The Lower East Side, and The Prime of Our Lives. He's also the commissioner of the Song of the Summer. He gets to make all the rules, uh, or at least tell <laughs> us what the rules are, or something. And then, if you're wondering why a whole bunch of uh, guys are talking about this, we are awaiting the arrival of... Sandflower, a New York-based and definitely female artist and musician whose eclectic, genre-fluid approach to the music she creates breaks down barriers and unleashes the inner goddess in us all. So (laughs) uh, you just have to hold your goddess in check until we figure out where Sandflower is and why she hasn't arrived at the studio yet. But uh, Commissioner Brendan Sullivan. um, So I think we have um, to—first of all, we have to acknowledge there is typically a song of the summer. It is the song that rules all other songs. It isn't necessarily a good song and it isn't necessarily a bad song. It's just the song, right? What are the other rules? You know
1: the the easiest way I like to explain this is just that the rules for Song of the Summer are the same rules as Summer Romance. You know it's a it's a surprise, it's a delight, it's a little bit different, and the rules are simple. I just make three rules. Rule number one is fresh faces only. You know summer is not the t- summer is the time for you to fall in love with a lifeguard or you know meet someone cute at your summer job or something like that. Someone different, not the not that person from work or life that you've been pining after. It's a new, it's a surprise. That's rule number one. Rule number two would be love at first sight, and that's why our Song of the Summer usually is something that grabs us right away. And rule number three, which I think is the hardest, is that you have to realize it's just a fling. We don't need Song of the Summer to be, uh, you know, the song at our wedding 10 years from now. It just needs to, it's not Mr. Right, it's Mr. Right Now.
4: Okay. And Eric, one thing that we also know, not every year, but we know from people like Robin Thicke and Iggy Azalea, who have won the song in the summer, it could be a little bit of a mummy's curse. I mean, your life doesn't always work out all that great right after that. Uh, I don't understand what you mean in terms of Robin Thicke.
2: What went (laughs) wrong for him? (laughs) (laughs) Apart from the lawsuit and the uh, divorce and the charges of misogyny, and I think there was <laughs> rehab in there somewhere. Right. And most of it having
4: to do with that song, too. I mean, I'm it wasn't like it. Just like a whole bunch of other <laughs> extraneous things happened to him. Um, so, I mean, you should think twice uh, if you are aspiring to be the song in the summer. But e- Eric, I also want to just ask you, and because and it's something that Brendan and I, and I have talked about, too. Th- it seems more and more each year as though there are labels and artists and managers and producers who are really self-consciously trying to you know find the formula and hit it i think that's true because they have seen past
2: songs of the summer which have been less intentional which is not to say accidental but they they've seen the bounce that those things cause for their artists and bounce means money and money means everybody wins especially managers and record labels that's all they care about for the most part is the money part of it so if you can get your artist out there as song of the summer you stand to reap benefits
4: all right, so we're going to just begin. First of all, if you have your own nomination for song in the summer, keep in mind it's got to be something that has been released fairly recently. Um, and, I mean, it can't be your favorite song from 10 years ago. And it probably can't be just your favorite song either. It's got to be something that you feel could really sort of stick itself to this summer, like uh, like bad suntan lotions and just, just never be shaken off. 860-275-7266. 860-275-7266. Now, Brendan, one One mathematical possibility that's strong is that Justin Bieber will have something to do with the song in the summer, simply because he's got his sticky Canadian fingerprints over, like, three different (laughs) songs, right? Yeah,
1: and, you know, 2009's winner, I Got a Feeling, produced... Uh, by the same producer that has this new song uh, coming out right now on there. it's It's weird to see someone unseat themselves for Song of the Summer. Usually, you're sort of you, song of the summer is you got a horse in the race and you're cheering for them. Mm. But by producing this new song with David Guetta, who is just like an international hit maker of, of of you know, pop dance that is a genre which is in some way dying out. um it's it would be weird to see him go after his own, you know, Bite his own hand on this one.
4: All right, so let's uh, make this a little bit more concrete in the minds of our listeners. Some of you, by the way, are probably not going to enjoy hearing a lot of this music. But, um, but don't turn your radio off, all right? Because you, you might hear something you like or at least begin to figure out what it is we're talking about. So this is the horse that's in the lead in the race right now. I think that's indisputable. This is indisputable. This is a co- song called uh, Despacito. Uh, it uh, does feature Justin Bieber. It's not really technically his song. We can talk about that a little bit more after we hear a bit of Despacito
5: Got the only kid know how to turn it up The way you never on my E the only words I want to hear Baby take it slow so we can oh, last no, Tu eres el imán y yo soy el metal Me voy acercando y voy armando el plan Solo con pensarlo se acelera el pulso Oh yeah yeah ya me está gustando más de lo normal
4: ser- All right if you want to hear any more of this just turn on your radio. Probably, probably be on. Um,
1: you know what I would like to lead in with this yeah, on, uh, yes. which is something that we haven't ever seen before? On my Facebook page, I always do the the annual, like, every song of the summer 1985 until now. And someone commented earlier this year, someone from South America commented that this was already Song of the Summer in South America, where summer happened six months ago.
4: Right. And also, everybody is upside down. So the blood rushes to yes. their head. They have a very different experience of music. So, um, Eric... Um, It it would be interesting, and it would be unusual, I mean, Macarena notwithstanding, to have A Song of the Summer be in a different language. Yeah, it would be.
2: I I don't want to call it unprecedented, because I haven't looked to see if I would be telling the truth, but it is definitely a rare thing to have A Song of the Summer with verses in a different language, and I would argue, even though listening to this song now makes me grit my teeth... (laughs) And that's only after about four or five complete listens. You said three on social media. Yeah, well, I've listened to it twice since then,
4: <laughs> <laughs> just to be prepared for
2: the show. I'm, I'm selfless for you, Colin.
4: Um, well, yeah, and and so um, also this is uh, Brendan, because we live in an era of remixes, and and so this this was released initially by its primary artist, right, Luis Fonsi. Yes, in in a way, though, doesn't it just seem like someone
1: read the Wikipedia for Macarena and was like, oh, that's an easy way to make a hit. Find a song that is a hit and just put it in another language.
4: Isn't it a little bit better than Macarena, though? I feel like it's—this is—well, actually, I'll start with you, Eric, as a music critic. Your gritted teeth notwithstanding, I feel like this is— you know, it's got enough going on in it and got a few little interesting little changes in it stuff. I don't know. I, It's not making me beat my head against the wall. No, it's it's much better than Macarena,
2: in part because there's not a stupid dance that goes <laughs> with it. That's also a
4: very low bar to clear. <laughs> uh,
2: my, my biggest quibble with the song is just how repetitive it is. Um, but having—it's hmm. catchy, for starters. Having a song of the summer with a verse in a different language in this political climate itself is almost a statement, I think.
3: Mm.
4: So. Yeah. You know, this also kind of has it both ways as far as one of Brendan's rules uh, that you want fresh new faces. So, um, yeah, and in the past it has been people like Iggy Azalea or LMFAO or Carly Rae Jobson, people who are often not really well-known at all. And there's something exciting about that. So you get sort of a new face and then an old but very young face in Justin Bieber. Well, and the Yankee's been around for a while, so in that right. sense—
2: were were kind of skirting the edge of that rule, I think.
4: Yeah.
1: So Sure. It could be their biggest though at the same time. You know, the two thousand eleven winner, we might also be seeing the flip side in the language. In the two thousand eleven winner, Party Rock Anthem, mm-hmm. they specifically worded the lyrics to that song to be so simple that if you don't speak english you could probably follow along and despacito is it's it means slowly it's it's spoken slowly mm. it's it's familiar spanish words or words that you can that are repeated throughout the song so it's almost like you're learning as you go along it's it's meant to be palatable yeah so- it doesn't teach you the subjunctive
4: I want I want to so at least expose people to uh, a song by an artist that they know. So more people on this uh, who are listening to the show are more likely to know who Bruno Mars is than anybody else that we're talking about. Now Bruno Mars is, by definition no longer a fresh new face. He's also like to me the embodiment of the kind of person who does songs that could be songs of the summer. Uh, so here's what he's got in the race right now and then we can discuss why it's got problems hey, hey, hey. I
5: got a condo. so going and get to it Clap. go pop phone a phone pop a pop for me, turn around and drop it drop for it. a plan, drop, drop it for me, I'll rent some beach house in Miami, wake up with no jammies, nope. lives to tell for dinner, <sighs> Coolio served that scabby. Yo. you got it if you want it, got, got it if you want it, said you got it if you want it, take my wallet if you want it now.
4: I do worry about when Julio publishes his memoir. All he ever does is get bossed around. Get this, get that. So um, so actually this song has one problem that's actually the same problem as Despacito, which is these are not really, really super new songs. They've both been sitting on the charts for about 20 weeks, which typically isn't good for you. Uh, if you're, if you want to be the song of the summer,
1: but and this is Bruno Mars's specialty, and I would say I would put this in the category of of happy from a couple of years ago. This hmm. is a a spring break song. This is for that first, you know, that super warm day in February where you can roll down the windows and you know the promise of summer is coming. But it doesn't have to be the song of the summer. It's kind of that one that sort of cheers us up at the end of the winter.
4: Yeah. So, did you, did you have anything to say about Bruno? Or like this why one this?
2: strikes me. One of the things that we've talked about before, one of, the, one of Brendan's proscriptions is it can't be trying too hard. It can't sound like it wants it. And this song to me sounds like Bruno wants it to be the song of the summer.
4: He only has so many more chances left. He's only got about mm. like, 40 more years, really, to do this. So. <laughs> um, and Next summer, Ben he's, Midler. He's not getting any younger. So uh, let's talk about the one where uh, Brendan said that, uh, ironically, Justin Bieber could wind up displacing himself because this is a song that is essentially just dropped, dropped within the last week or two. Uh, it's called To You. It's uh, Justin Bieber with the aforementioned David Guetta.
5: No limit in the sky that I won't fly for you. Tears in my eyes that I won't cry for you, oh no. With every breath that I take, I want you to share that air with me. There's no promise that I won't keep. I climb a mountain, there's none too steep. When it comes to you, there's no crime. Let's take both of us.
4: My major contribution to this conversation will be that I believe "intertwine" is the largest vocabulary word that has ever appeared in a Justin Bieber song. Uh, <laughs> three uh, syllables. Good yeah. job, Justin. Um, and three, you know, I mean, "intertwine." People don't say that conversationally. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, Brennan, I'll start with you. So, m- what are the chances here?
1: Um, I think the. With Justin Bieber, I think Eric has a point here, which is that people have already made up their mind about Justin Bieber. People do or do not like him, and it doesn't always matter what the song is. He sort of responded to his tabloid troubles last year with what my friend at New York Magazine called a series of face-melting dance floor fillers. And that's where Sorry came in, a music video with over a billion views where he doesn't even appear. The question is... Is your mom going to like this song? Are, are, you, once every couple of months when I'm DJing in the Hamptons, they have me fill in at the pool. And I'm out there to do a set at night, and I go in the afternoon, and these little girls will come up and make requests. And it's adorable, and it's a lot of fun. And they, they're the ones requesting Call Me Maybe and and Bruno Mars. But uh, do you think they will go for this, and do you think their parents are going to like it? Because Song of the Summer is for everybody.
4: Right. And, I mean, that's, Eric, one of the interesting things. We're less and less of a monoculture uh, and, and more and more just an incredibly fragmented polyculture. But the Song of the Summer is – the argument for the Song of the Summer is if it, there is such a thing, and I know you're a little bit of a doubter, uh, if there is such a thing, it, it is something that is able to be embraced by you know, 50, 60 years generationally spanning. Sure. It spans the tribes. Um,
2: I think it can happen. Every summer when we start off, I think, what's going to do that this year? I don't think this is. The production, to me, sounds dated. You know, David Get has been around for a while. His thing is mm-hmm. sort of a little bit played, I think. And this sounds to me like 2008 or
4: nine. All right, so let's try something that sounds uh, newer and younger. Once again, the question I think we have right now in this segment, we're going to talk about other things in other segments. The, the question we're embracing right now is can anything Displaced, Despacito. Despacito has been sitting on the charts for a while. It's certainly got a commanding lead. It's the number one song, and it's the number one song. It's sitting at number one and growing while it's sitting at number one. So, you know, if you're rooting for it, you'll like all those kinds of things. But we've also experienced other summers where songs that appear to be in the lead kind of burned out at a certain point. And we'll get to that, too. This is—we're going to hear a song called I'm the One by DJ Khaled. Is that how you say it, uh, Brendan? Khaled or Khaled? Khaled. 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 All right. So do uh, you want to set this up, Brendan, give us kind of a sense of what we're about to hear?
1: Okay. Here, this is a great song. This is sort of a posse song. It, it is very infectious. You know, that you're rule number two, it's going to grab you right away and everything. Uh, my only problem with this song, and I mean, there's, there's Chance the Rapper, there's Lil Wayne, Guavo, and Justin Bieber on this, but my only quibble with this song is, first of all, of course, those five people have done great things musically and hit the tops of the charts but what's the point of having five people on a song called I'm the one
4: right <laughs> actually Lindsey Graham also uh, raps on this very quickly all right so let's uh let's hear it
1: Quavo.
5: I'm no one that, hit that same spot. I don't know.
4: know, Eric Denton Special enough? Oh, I mean, I maybe special isn't even the key to the song of the summer I don't know That was
2: Lindsey Graham doing the brr brr right? Yeah, that's right Yeah, okay He loves doing that <laughs> I like this song it's got a different vibe than a song of the summer. It's more of a of a slow day or hot day slow jam. Um, mm-hmm. I have a hard time picturing moms really digging into this one a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not sure this is going to be the the one that unites people on the dance floor at the wedding or whatever. Not but. like blurred lines.
4: Where I mean, because blurred lines is sort of this disgusting song, but mom doesn't know that. She's just like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, just don't show the video. That,
1: that is also back to the, um, the, you know, the the nine year old girls at the pool dancing with their friends, boys and girls. That sounded weird for a second there. Dancing at the pool is you don't have to get all the lyrics to get why you like the song, mm. which is almost our original point with Despacito, a song that most people don't actually know what most of the lyrics are.
4: Right. Yeah, it actually could be about NAFTA. Even uh, the you ones know, in English, I, people wouldn't necessarily know. All right, so let's go. This is here's one of the ones that um, that Eric Denton uh, nominated as well. This is from a pretty well-known artist, Kendrick Lamar. Been around for a while, uh, but uh, that's not to say he couldn't have his moment in the summer sun. This is "Humble." We'll talk about it after we play it.
5: My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke put a baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's level it, you and I know. Tell him be humble. Sit down. Little, sit down be humble. Up, sit, up, down, little, sit down. Little. Be humble.
1: Up, up, sit up, down. Little. Up,
4: little. Be humble. Sit down. All right, so.
1: My left stroke just went viral. That you, the catchphrasery of being able to just shout that in your car or on the <laughs> dance floor—if you can't—if you can't dance, you can still go along with that. It's uh, those those move records at this time of year. Yeah. What are your thoughts about this?
2: Well, it's a song from what is almost certainly going to be the album of the year. This is going to end up at the top of an awful lot of top ten lists, which does not necessarily cross over to song of the summer. Hmm. But this is a really. Really good song. It's catchy. You can, as Brendan says, shout along in your car or on the dance floor or at your mom's house. Hopefully, she's shouting really with you. It's really reliable
1: too. If you put this on, this is the song right now. Where if you put it on uh, in a club or something, it, uh, it'll get a dance floor moving. It, it also earns the respect of someone who may have been hel- holding back against the wall until you played something good.
4: <laughs> There's always that song that gets those people out. I mean, I- yeah. First of all, I have to quickly say in terms of shouting things from your car, I was yesterday reading an article, an interview with Michael McKean, and he said that uh, he knew that he'd achieved a certain greatness when two New York cops, he was crossing 6th Street, and two New York cops pulled up, rolled down the windows, and sang Big Bottom to him (laughs) from uh, This Is Spinal Tap. He said, all right, uh, that means something. Um, So- You know, Eric, one thing that I feel is that there are certain artists, even to this day, who are kind of album artists, you know, who who do. I mean, whether it's Kendrick or D'Angelo or I actually think the the album this year by Logic is just kind of this amazing thing. We're going to be talking about SZA in a little while, you know, where maybe they don't exist to create a thing like this, except in the way that Brendan talked about. Like, you know, if you if you're sitting there, not dancing because you think all the other stuff is drivel. Kendrick
2: is definitely an album artist, and that is true of this, which is his third album, uh, DNA, but it was it was more true of the two before it, I think. And this album, if you look at the, the Billboard Hot 100 singles charts, there are like four tracks from this album that are in the top 40 at least, mm-hmm. um, which says to me that mm. there are breakout potential. There, there are songs on this record with breakout potential. I think Humble is one of them.
4: All right, so we're going to finish uh, this uh, final, this the final song in this segment uh, of the contenders who really, kind of in a real way, looking at chart position and and mit- metrics and analytics, and we'll talk about that also as well. Um, we'll. Oh wait a minute, I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting a tweet from a guy whose account I can't even uh, say the name of uh, online, but he's saying no Despacito. <laughs> I'll, I'll actually re- reword that tweet uh, in just a second, but. Um, <laughs> But anyway, this is the one, maybe one of the other songs that just, you know, in terms of metrics and stuff like that uh, has a chance. It's called I Spy. Uh, It's by Kyle featuring Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty obviously is the name Eric Trump ramps under, Uh, but uh, we'll hear a little bit of I Spy.
6: Ain't been getting high Well, maybe a little, baby I don't wanna lie I know when you text me, girl I don't always reply Well, you're not an angel either You can't even fly I notice You think that you know All this shade that's coming at me I wonder who does it They can't see the vision Boy, they must be out of focus That's a real hot album, homie I wonder who wrote it Oh, shoot okay, oh, Play them go away Oh, we sell the clowns around It look like circus so like this is not the album either, these are just the dough is still so cold when it drop he's gonna be a mother Snow Day. Hey boy is good and he knows it. He don't say it he shows it. I'm just like the Rosan.
4: Alright, so Eric one reason to play this too is you know, because we're gonna talk a little bit about metrics and anal- analytics a little bit later. Lil Yachty is an example of I mean one of these days somebody who doesn't come through the normal pipeline is going to completely defeat everybody's expectations. One could argue that's already happened four or five times. People like even Fiddy Sen who came up through street tapes. Lil Yachty like, used SoundCloud, I think, in particular to get people's attention, but there's a, so many ways that an artist can be introduced now. Yeah, there
2: are, and and we've seen it, I think, more with YouTube even than we have with SoundCloud. Artists like Lindsey Stirling, this, this sort of uh, dubstep violin player, uh built her entire following through youtube and i don't think has ever been or at least had not been on the radio had not done it any of the traditional ways going out playing shows auditioning for artists blah blah or for uh for mm. agents blah mm. blah blah or labels um so yeah we are seeing that and it's only a matter of time until one of those people is song of the summer has the song of the summer
4: although liliati had to you wrote he felt compelled to write a letter apologizing to his fans for the fact that his album didn't sell as many units like on the first week as his fans through this kind of incredible grassroots movement had been led to believe it would. So, but I mean, Brendan, how about this song just in terms of getting, ma- Mom is probably not going to go on the dance floor for this.
1: Jeez, uh, <clears throat> I just think this song is fun. And yeah. and we always forget this part. A Song of the Summer should be a blast. It should be, it should sort of say something about where we are uh politically and socially at the time. Uh, this song has a lot of like great, cute lines. Uh, the, the, the conceit of this song is that he thinks he can get this one girl because she doesn't get too many likes. And come on, what is more 2017 than than discussing social life in that manner? It's it's cute. It's almost like funny because you're gonna laugh a little bit about it when you hear it. But it does, it's not part of the chorus, so it's not like repeating a joke that gets less funny. It's like a fun surprise to listen to this song.
4: All right, yeah, you you guys make a powerful case. Uh, we we have to take a break here. We'll come back. We don't mean to be all guys. We our female guest Sandflower is currently MIA, which but not the group MIA. Anyway, we'll be back.
6: Wait, that means forever, ever old. i never mind. Oh, I, I spy with my little eye. A girlie I can get, cause she don't get too many likes. A curly headed cutie I could turn into my wife. Wait, that means forever, ever old.
4: Welcome back to our Song of the Summer show. Uh, in the studios in New York is Brendan J. Sullivan, a DJ and author. In studio with me, Eric Danton, a rock critic extraordinaire. Now, we're still seeking our female guest, a sandflower a New York-based artist and musician. But you just have to take our—we didn't make her up. She really does exist. She, she may show up, but she may not. Um, and <laughs> and we do
1: have her picks, so we will be discussing yes, with, we'll
4: be we will be like indeed discussing her picks. Probably stuck on an F train somewhere. Yeah. So— um, yeah, we, Eric and I were just talking about this, and maybe it's worth mentioning right now that first of all, um, Eric, you know, one way that ultimately this whole question gets decided, if it can't be decided any other way, I mean, the Billboard 100 does try to measure not just sales, not just airplay, not just digital use, but kind of everything, right?
2: Yeah, they keep tweaking the formula to try to account for, as you say, sales, to account for radio airplay, and now. A very big component is streaming. What's yeah. happening on Spotify? What's happening on YouTube or, or SoundCloud or the other uh, the other streaming services? And they have not gotten the formula to where everybody's going to be happy with it. But they probably never will because no matter what they do to it, it's going to change the way things are weighted, which is going to affect somebody in a in a negative way.
4: And and Brendan, that means that like, yeah. for, like numerically last year, Drake's One Dance. La- quarter- yeah,
1: last year was mm. just uh, a. Last year, in my mind, should have tipped us off that the 2016 election polls were going to be a little wonky. (laughs) Let me put it this way. So imagine you are a young parent and your kid is obsessed with the Justin uh, Justin Timberlake's Can't Stop This Feeling. It's a great song, so you download it on iTunes because the kid wants to hear it every single time you get in the car, right? That was the number one downloaded song on iTunes last year. However, if you are a young person who doesn't download songs and you stream songs— you would be listening to Panda, and every time you put out, you booted up Spotify, you, you were playing Panda, and Panda was all over Spotify that summer—six million loops of that. Now, Drake One Dance is song of the summer for 2016 with three six billion spins and that is radio that is Internet that is everywhere however by being in your vortex where you look at the charts and you say what's big what's hot what's going on and and including iTunes on the charts and in Apple music you would you would you would understand why you would think can't stop the feeling was the song of the summer and everywhere you went to you can't stop the feeling was song of the summer and yet we have this you know there's can only be one song of the summer Mm -hmm. in the end
4: I think Drake may have won the Electoral College, but not the popular vote. Something <laughs> yeah, along those lines. It kind of comes back
2: to the, the notion of the monoculture, though, because even though there can only be one song of the summer, the way we consume music can lead us to think that something else is the song of the summer, as Brendan just kind of laid out. It's, it's a really mm-hmm. fascinating phenomenon, I think.
4: So sometimes one thing, no. that, one thing that Eric likes to do is introduce a song that really can't be the song of the summer, just on a genre basis, uh, just to get us going, I think. So uh, <laughs> So let's hear uh, let's hear Sam Hunt do a song that, uh, in terms of chart position and you know analytics and stuff, it doesn't look too bad right now, but.
5: Got a girl from the south side, got brazen hands. First time I seen her walk by, and I about fell off on my chair. Had to get her number, and it so took me like six weeks. weeks. Now me, me and her go, go way, way back, like Cadillac 6. Body like a back road, driving with my eyes closed. I know every curve, like the back of my hand, Do 15 and 30. third.
4: You know,
2: <laughs> and this song too, I think, speaks to uh, the monoculture in a different way. This is a song yeah. that is nominally a country song, but there are a lot mm-hmm. of dance and electronic elements going on here as well. And as I told Wolfie when I sent this in, there's no reason "Song of the Summer" can't be a
4: trashy country song. Right? I mean, in Brendan, it's not like a Brad Paisley song or so. It doesn't scream. No. I'm a country song.
1: You know what else? And so. I've been I've had a kind of a light work week, so I have been responding to way too many of my YouTube comments this week, and there have been people always saying, "Why is there no country song of the summer?" And if you do listen to country radio, or you live in a particular part of our country, you do have a song of the summer that is country because everyone you know is listening to that. There's a book from 1984 called Distinction: A Social Critique of the Judgment of Taste, which is this. I brings the idea that I think Nick Hornby got to in High Fidelity. It's not what you. Are like it's what you like that defines who you are as a person or to put it simply Your your diet of music. It's it's in the end. It's what we admire will make us admirable It's like your whole music and taste is informed by it being socially acceptable in a way Which is why I think people turn away from song of the summer, the probably the second Highest comment on on my youtube videos about song of the summer is just you know music really turned to garbage after blank and that period (laughs) is almost you look at these people and you can tag them and stuff. but it's almost always when people turn about 25 once music goes from you know you got to know the hottest you know the hottest song and the dance you're going to go out and you're going to maybe not know how to go up to some talk to someone but if you both are grooving to the same song maybe you have something in common when you lose that social fluency or currency of that music starts to mean less to you
4: so I always feel like music turned bad, you know, when really this incredibly seminal British band, these group of young lads who really recharted the whole vision of what popular music could be uh, after they broke up. Of course, I'm talking about One Direction. <laughs> uh, and so uh, so Harry Never Styles, forget. the most visible member of uh, One Direction, he put out a song called Sign of the Times, not to be confused with the much better Petula Clark song. Uh, here's a little bit of that. <laughs>
5: Stop you crying, it's a sign of the times. Welcome to the final show. Hope you're wearing your best clothes. You
4: can't All right, that's plenty, that's plenty. Um, no, I mean, all kidding aside, I mean, one thing that we do know, Brandon, with, is that the other thing that's beginning to happen is people are trying to game this system somehow. So there were Harry Styles fans who were trying to organize what amounted to letter writing campaigns to, <laughs> to have him be the Song of the Summer. But explain why that's not going to happen.
1: Well, what is the benefit of having of being Song of the Summer if we think it might be at best, you know, at best you're flash in the pan; At worst, you're a mummy's curse. Um, the other question, which is like a slightly more philosophical, is: Do you want your song to be "Song of the Summer"? Like, what benefit do you get out of having a song that you like be played to death?
4: Mm. Oh, you mean a song? Yeah, your favorite song, not your sure. particular song that you song that you've you know. But a, a
1: big critique we always have is that "Summertime" by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince was never actually "Song of the Summer" in 1991. It was mm-hmm. it was Brian Adams' uh, "Everything I Do, I Do It for You." And the thing is, do you, yeah, (laughs) Kevin Costner for the win. So, but the thing is, uh, it's a different, it's, you know, the song of the summer, it's not a Christmas song. It doesn't have to get us in the spirit and it is something, but like, you know, summertime is almost like a Christmas song for summer because you can listen to it every year. And like the first time you hear it, you know, the windows down, rolling, rolling around on your way to the beach, you're just like, oh, I got that summer feeling. There's a lot of good songs like that, but Summertime does not have the baggage of being the song that your mom jokes about or that little kids are into or that uh, was in a a car commercial for some for some car you're never going to buy or a candy commercial and therefore ruined. You know, it's summertime and to that extent, like maybe your own personal song of the summer are unadulterated, just pure joy for you.
4: All right. So I am getting tweets from the guy who's uh, pointing out, first of all, that uh, Justin Bieber doesn't even seem to know how to say all the words in Despacito and even made fun of it in a drunken <laughs> stupor in a uh, club at one point. he's also saying um, uh, I, believe he, I made that point. He's the arcade fire uh, guy. I think that you were also dealing with oh, is that right. arcade <laughs> fire is never <laughs> going to have a song in the summer. I, I there aren't too many things I'm confident about, particularly after Trump got elected. But. Arcade Fire is not going to have a song in the summer. Just relax about that. Um, all right. So I guess we don't really have time to really dissect uh, all of the social implications of One Direction. So maybe we'll just go out of this segment. So both Ni- Ni- Neil and Liam, they also have songs out. And, and, but they're both better than Harry Styles. So uh, we'll go out with Slow Hands by Niall Horan. We should take this back
5: to tonight. But she stayed back right to my face Cause I want you bad. Yeah, I want you, baby I've been thinking about it all day And I hope you feel the same way Yeah Cause I want you bad. Yeah, I want you, baby So
3: Today's show was produced by Colin McEnroe and me, Kyone Wolf. Amanda Fish wishes to be known as a fitty Part of Bill Curry was played by Brian Adams, and our intern is Carmen Baskoff. On tomorrow's show, we look at the story of Jonestown and two other high-demand religions that are not as bad as Jonestown. And now, back to Colin.
4: All right. So if you're listening here from 1 to 2 in the afternoon, we're live. We can take your phone calls. Uh, we, won't have, we won't be able to play songs that you mentioned that we don't have in our bank. But 860-275-7266. 860-275-7266. Uh, you can also uh, tweet at us. Um, what is our Twitter handle? Like? <laughs> WNPR <laughs> Colin. I've actually forgotten this. It's been so long since I gave out our Twitter handle that I've forgotten it's at WNPR Colin. So you can do things like that. There's, it's also possible that Sandflower has just uh, arrived in our New York studios, uh, which would at least lift the burden of being a bunch of guys sitting around talking about music. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Sandflower.
0: Hey, how are you? Good.
4: We're glad you uh, found us, and actually, we're kind of you're arriving at exactly the right uh, part because you, as, as someone who creates music, are, are maybe less bewitched or entranced by you know what the Billboard 100 charts uh, have to say about what the song of the summer is. Um, and you were saying to me at one of, in one of our emails that you know the analytics don't always get it right. Tell me what you mean by that.
0: Yeah, what I mean by that is sometimes. Um, they can be a little skewed, you know? It's like, everybody, you gotta do what you gotta do to get the numbers right, and everyone knows that the more likes or the more you know, views something has, it can make you kinda trick you a little bit into liking it. Mm. And I've definitely heard stories of people, even signing artists, um, who have songs that have tons and tons of listens or streams on Spotify, only when you run those analytics to find out they're coming from like somebody's house, you know, in another country. <laughs> <laughs> not,
4: so, Putin, not Putin isn't doing that too, is he? The
1: Russians are hacking um, our song of the they, summer. They, they I will didn't
4: ask Jeff Sessions about deny that. Deny. Yeah. They should have asked Jeff Sessions about that yesterday. Uh, all right, so and 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 Brendan, the other thing we have to invoke here, because I think it's germane to about what we're about to talk about, is what I call—I mean, you mentioned this, the actual song "Summertime." I call it the Megan Trainer rule. Just a few years ago, we were doing the show. We usually do the show right around June 14th. We weren't talking about all about that base because it didn't drop for nine more days, and then. Whatever mm-hmm. it was that we thought was the song of the summer was really great during July, and then people got tired of it, and then we know what happened in August, right?
1: Yeah, I like that you call it the 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 Megan Trainer effect and not the fancy effect, which was fancy just blew out it was it was no contest we weren't even we were scrambling to talk about something else other than fancy and then you know a song like Megan Trainor comes along and we go like oh you know what like forget the rules this is summer like we're we're out of school it's time for us to like try something new go somewhere new meet someone new and then a person like Megan Trainor comes along who is not a guaranteed pop star not a, not what we fit into the pop star box but man was that a fun song to play
4: so um by the way, by the way, I call it the Meghan trainer rule because hasn't Iggy suffered enough? do you have to inflict <laughs> more pain on Iggy? Maybe you do actually uh, all right so let's um, let's go right to one of the songs that uh, Sandflower like this is from this is another person I really think is probably going to be an album artist as opposed to somebody who dominates a thing like this but this is by an artist called SZA. you're gonna hear the weekend
3: My man is
0: my man is your man heard that. Satisfied through the weekend. You like nine to five? I'm the weekend. Uh-uh. Make a loser's mind every weekend. You take Wednesday, Thursday, then just send him my way. Think I gotta cover for the weekend. I gotta say, I'm in the mood for a little bit more. Of that. I mean, I'm saying, what kind of days is two
4: only fading it so we have enough time to talk about it. So, uh, Sandflower, talk to us about this song.
0: I love this artist. As an artist who kind of likes to think out of the box myself, I love any artist, any female artist that's coming through with a kind of different sound. I feel like this is more one of those summer jams where you might be Driving somewhere, sitting outside, walking down the street on your way to the train station, kind of vibing out. It's one of those, like, gives me kind of those 1970s, 1980s R&B sort of chill vibes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not going to be the song that you play in the club at, you know, the height on July 4th, <laughs> you
3: mm-hmm.
4: know,
0: but it's definitely one of those that kind of gives you that summertime warm feeling.
4: And, Brendan, not every song of the... I mean, songs of the summer have been ballads. I mean, not Uh, often. Yeah,
1: Yeah, not often, but it's... uh, Boy, to make this a little cheesy, but, you know, it's not about... (laughs) how it moves, it's about how it moves you. You know, like, if it's a burning hot summer like this one and this song comes on and you can just sway or or take a second to just, like, get into the lyrics, feel the feeling of summer, that is so much better than, than a party rock anthem where where all of a sudden you're on the dance floor and bopping up and down.
4: So many things are better than party rock anthem. So, um, <laughs> Eric, have you, as a critic, had a chance to get
2: involved with this artist and with the album yet? I have not yet. No, I now I am looking forward to digging deeper.
4: Very interesting, and I mean, if she were, I think she is going to be kind of a big star. She's just kind of arrived among us. The album's amazing. She's also a person with a Muslim background. I don't know if she's still a practicing Muslim, but uh, she grew up wearing a hijab, and uh, her name actually, you know, is uh, draws on that kind of world community of al-Islam in the West uh, language. Um, and, and I, you know, Sandflower, I think the album's amazing. The, I think there are other songs on this album that, that I like better, but the single is the single, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was already kind of selecting <laughs> the off-the-beaten-path songs, mm-hmm. and I did listen to the album, and I thought there were songs that might be more— um, inspiring for the song of the summer, but mm-hmm. this was the one that was the most recent that was released. That I guess they felt was was the summertime vibe.
4: Right. So, uh, love galore on that album is really amazing, and it's with uh, I know Travis Shaw is the third baseman for the White Sox, so that's not who it is, but it's with somebody <laughs> else. <than Travis. laughs> <laughs> um so um yeah so th- th- let's continue exploring and now that we have sandflower cont- continue to explore that idea that yeah so maybe despacito burns out uh you know in in by the end of July we're looking around for something else um a possible another possibility you have suggested once again not really visible commercially right now is called lakes by chronics let's hear a little bit about that I
5: know everybody with in a love we in
0: dance all style, I know
5: everybody a gonna like. Still be I cause we in a love light. No, so every time I rise, we do it for the love, we not do it for the light. See for the love, we not do it for the light. it for the love, we not do it for the light. See for love, we not do for the light.
4: So, uh, Sandflower, kind of a reggae renaissance.
0: Yes, absolutely. I love this song. I love it because I can sing along to it. I love it because it has a message that I feel like is so timely. Um, doing it for the love, not the likes. You know, not about Instagram or what you know, other people think. And also, I feel like it was so hard for me to pick the song of the summer because so many of the songs on the radio are having this amazing dance hall, Jamaican reggae vibe, but let's say to put it nicely or heavily inspired, but I I just want to see some actual Jamaican artists coming through, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And one of the greatest things about this song is if you listen to the end, he calls out a lot of those iconic Jamaican artists that have really paved the way for songs like uh, um Katy Perry songs or Ed Sheeran songs that we're uh-huh. hearing or even Drake songs that we're hearing on the radio. So to me this was a breath of fresh air Wait and a minute. Wait a minute. I could also
4: Ed Sheeran is not Jamaican? <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. I have to rethink a whole <laughs> bunch of different things here. I, I want to squeeze in one a more song. It
0: could be. We're yeah. all one world. <laughs> That's, you know right. What I'm That's right. <laughs>
4: one, one love, baby. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, uh, Eric, one that you suggested uh, by uh, Camila Cabello, uh, Crying in the Club, also kind of not that great on the charts, but we're going to play a little bit of it and you tell us why you liked it or thought it had some potential.
5: You think that you'll without it? It's a lie that you tell yourself. You fear that you live all forever now. It ain't true, ain't true, ain't true. Nah. So put your around me tonight.
4: Well, one reason it could be popular is there will be a number of people crying in the club on any given night. That's exactly right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's a fresh face. It's a summer fling. And I feel like a significant portion of the, the concept of the Song of the Summer involves people with too much money who go to the Hamptons and end up crying outside the club at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: it's Yeah, it uh, reflects a, a lived exist- existence. So, Commissioner uh, Brendan J. Sullivan, it's time. Uh, you have to make some kind of dispositive decision that we all have to live with. So is it just going to be Despacito and cross our fingers, or does Despacito burn out and give way to something else?
1: Boy, uh, you know, this is the part where I usually leave us with this, like, inspiring note that, you know, (laughs) summer is about whatever you make of it, and, you know, where it's so early, it's too early to call. But, you know, a summer is not about what's predictable. It's about what's exciting. But to be honest, I don't know. Is it really just going to be about Despacito falling off the charts? Because, you know, it's not like – Listening ears are a limited resource. It might be that people. It's song of the summer. One thing that makes it interesting is people are listening to more music at the same time. Bruno Mars is probably currently selling and moving as many records as he usually does, but Despacito is sort of out somewhere else at a different party where they just keep playing it on loop.
4: All right, was so
0: in the subway, all the way yeah. over here.
4: Um, so uh, um,
1: and ah, by the way, um, at this point in 2015, Cheerleader was at about number. Uh fifty-three on the charts. Right. So the the future is still bright and there there is still plenty of room for I mean, to be honest, closer is number thirty-one on the charts, and that was that was almost a contender towards Labor Day of last year, and that's right. a chain smoker song that just won't go away.
4: Speaking of room, we wanted to leave room for sugar honey iced tea by our guest Sandflower. Let's hear that as we go out. Oh my
3: God. <laughs>
0: acting like you know me. What? Two-faced fake traitor, but you acting like my homie. got on thousand dollar shoes, but ain't nothing in your way. Yo, you loving in a hoopsie, ain't got nothing in your way. Yo, you see me, you see me, you see all of my chicken. You see me, you see me, you see all my homies. Spray. See, I ain't playing what you playing with you. Mama, this is dangerous. You just a little vicious,
5: doing your mama's dishes. You acting like you real, but that's a bit
3: suspicious.